actually like walking in the convention center doors. I saw a lady just throw her cigarette butt on the ground. I'm like, this is going to bother me all day. I'm Alan Girding, and this is the Tuesday Night Podcast. Of course, it's the only podcast in the entire world that's about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and even under the gaming table. We're talking board games, we're talking tabletop games, cardboard, dice, little chits. And this is a very special episode because it's the Origins episode. What? cannot emphasize enough the amount of fun that I had at Origins Game Fair 2019. But why? Pourquoi? Why did I have so much fun at Origins Game Fair? Because of the people. Yes, I'm talking about you. The listeners, the knaves, the knights that stopped by the booth, and definitely the squires. You heard from the squires we had last episode. The squires are the booth volunteers. That's what we'd like to call them. I'm talking about Elijah Longwell, Nurile Brooks, Ken Jenkins, Andrew Money. Oh man, you squires were fantastic. So if you're listening to this, thank you so much for your service. In fact, one of the highlights of the entire show was that it was Elijah Longwell's birthday during the con. So thank you so much, Elijah, for allowing us to celebrate your birthday. Oh, what did we do for his birthday besides work our asses off at the Tuesday Night Games booth? Well... We played Killer Queen all night long. What is Killer Queen, you might ask? Killer Queen is a team-based arcade game. Teams of five versus five. One of those five players is going to be the queen, who can fly and kill and all sorts of stuff. Everyone else is a worker bee. And how do you win Killer Queen? One of three ways. Economic victory, which means you grab all these berries and you take them back to your hive. Or you can do the snail victory. There's a snail at the bottom of the screen that you can slowly ride all the way into your base. Or there's the military victory, which is when the queen dies three times. Of course, I mean the opposing queen. And man, Elijah, he was our queen most of the time. We killed it! Killed it! We probably put almost $100 in that machine, but not over one night, no, over the course of two nights. Because the truth is, we played Killer Queen our second day of Origins, and the third day was Elijah's birthday, and we said, what do you want to do, Elijah? And he said, more Killer Queen, please. So we're all super hyped that there's a new game coming out, Killer Queen Black. What is Killer Queen Black? It is the home council version of Killer Queen. It has a little bit of a graphical update and some gameplay changes. And right now you can play it for totally free on Discord. Speaking of Discord, if you haven't already, you should join the Mothership Discord channel. I recommend it for all of those Mothership fans out there because we took a heck of a lot of Mothership. There's amazing channels, channels which actually help us create content that we'll actually publish for Mothership. So check that out if you haven't, the Mothership Discord. So much fun. I'm gonna shut up and let's get into the Origins interviews. 
it's Origins 2019, and I'm here with two individuals that are kind of knaves, <laughs> meaning you've listened to some of the episodes of the podcast. What are your names? Adam. And? Sasha. All right, you don't have to tell last names if you don't want to, if you don't want people doxing you because they learn <laughs> to hate you based upon what you say in this interview. Good luck doxing Adam Bell because there's a lot There's only one in the existence, and you're the only one. You said you've listened to at least one episode. What's the episode that you've listened to? I listen to the Mothership episodes. There's two? No, there's just one. Man, you're losing your street cred. This interview is <laughs> over. You might have listened to the yeah, one to when that. Sean was on a different podcast. You listened to the Board With Life episode where they played Mothership. I did listen to that one. <laughs> you're not a knave at all. Adam, you listened to the... I did. Weren't you in like a hotel room at Origins? Exactly. It was a year ago that we recorded. What brings you to Origins 2019? You've been to a lot of Origins? This is my third time, Sasha's second time. Yes, this is my second time, and we are here to demo with CGE. CGE, what does CGE stand for? Czech Games Edition. How'd you get involved with Czech Games? Three years ago, my first one, they posted on Facebook, Hi, we need somebody, and I said, I know your games, and now here I am. Did you ever come to Origins just as fans, or did you always just come as volunteers? We've always come as volunteers. We went to Gen Con as fans, and then we started demoing, and then we have not stopped demoing. And we haven't been to a con since without demoing. Do you recommend it? Is it worth demoing and being part of a booth team as opposed to paying and just relaxing and not having the responsibility of working at a con? It's a different experience. It's nice that there's no pressure to see everything because you didn't pay for it. But if you pay for it, you want to see everything it has to offer. That makes sense. That's actually some pretty good advice. Yeah. Also, sometimes after demoing, your brain just leaves your body. You forget how to play games when you're done working. It's like astral projection insidious yes. stuff here. Any advice you give anyone if they're going to go to a convention? Either plan ahead or don't, depending on what you like. <laughs> Why would you want to plan ahead? So there's a lot of events, and so if you look through the event list and see some stuff that's cool, that'd be good. Or you could just go and just stumble into things. Just two different experiences. You going to back that up, Sasha? Yeah. <laughs> Try wandering around the con after the exhibit hall is closed, because everybody's looking to play games. So, yeah. Have either of you done both of those? Have you done planning or just always won it? I'm not a planner. But... We can't plan anything. <laughs> How do you two know each other? Uh, we met... Well, slacklining? Are you familiar with slacklining? I know ziplining, and slacklining sounds like you're ziplining, but then someone cuts the cord while you're in the <laughs> middle of it. But I'm guessing that is not what slacklining is. What is slacklining? Slacklining is when you tie webbing between two objects, usually trees, and you walk on it. Kind of like tightrope walking, but it's usually only like a couple feet off the ground. And it's less tight than a tightrope, yeah. plus it's a slackline. So it's bouncy. It's bouncy. Doesn't that make it really wobbly-woobly? Yes. So it takes a lot more coordination to do slacklining than tightrope walking. I have no idea. I've never tightrope walked. But the stakes are lower because then you only fall down a couple feet. Yeah. I gotta ask, what is the draw to slacklining? I'm not judging, but it sounds like the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Oh, I just made it across two trees that I could have just walked across. It's harder, so I guess that makes it fun. Yeah. So it's more like a game where you yeah. have to balance? Yeah. It's, it's tough to balance. It builds some muscles. It's a nice and relaxing way to spend some time outside with some friends and meet new people even. So you're part of like a slacklining league? Is this a competitive thing where you try to see who can go farther for longer? I don't know. No. Or is this more like a yoga thing where we're not, you're... We're not, we're not part of it. And it's, I think slacklining started out as like a pastime for climbers. 
because webbing is used in some long forms of climbing. So you just said, screw this climbing stuff, it uses our arms. I just want to do my entire core and legs with slacklining. We still climb, but yeah. Oh, you do climb too? You're climbers as well? Yeah. You are very interesting individuals. I'm so glad you stopped. Any last advice you'd like to tell our knaves, knights, and listeners alike? Just figure out where the food is. Don't forget to eat. Don't forget to eat. Anything else, Adam? Don't forget to sleep. It's important. Eat, sleep. Ideally not at the same time. Man, I'm dumb. All right, so thank you so much for your time. You're both fantastic. What is your name, sir? Damien. Bazelak. Damien, you know my nephew. This I is do. a small world. How do you know my nephew? I am his DM at his uh, school's Dungeons and Dragons club that we uh, began this year. How often do you all meet? Uh, once a month. Once a month playing Dungeons and Dragons. And you told me that you also at least were a knave. Uh, yeah, I'm just doing audiobooks now, so I'm on a, I'm on a little break. You son of a gun, <laughs> switching out audiobooks. You also have, I'm assuming, your son here. What's your name, sir? Eamon. Eamon, so you know my nephew Lars Girding. He's in my class. Do you have an ongoing campaign with Dungeons & Dragons going on? We finished one part of it. Yeah, we finished the uh, Sunless Citadel. We ran the whole thing throughout the year. We all finished it up on time. And what kind of character are you, Eamon? I'm a tiefling bard that is a comedian. Oh, my. Did you improv any comedy while you were trying to play? Yeah. Mostly I, puns. Mostly puns? It's the classiest type of humor there is, know, puns. Right? <laughs> yes. right? Nothing better than puns. You've all been at Origins. What's been your favorite thing you've seen so far? Probably the game I just got, Downforce. You just got Downforce mm-hmm. from Restoration Games? Mm-hmm. So you played it and thought, this is amazing. I got to get Downforce from Restoration Games. No, we bought it first, then we played my... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why'd you buy it before you played it? How did you know that it was good? Because my dad told me it was good. How did you know? Did you already play it? No, I haven't, but he likes racing games a lot, and so we took a gamble. That's it. It was also... We had one of the coupons, so it was a little off. Oh, it's all about the coupon. Not always. <laughs> Any recommendations for anyone listening to this right now about Origins or anything? If you're going to go to Gen Con... It's double the size of this. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? Both. Why is it a bad thing? There's so many people. First day, you have to get almost everything. Why is that? Because they'll sell out? Mm-hmm. I totally did not think that was going to be answer. I thought you were going to say, because of the crowds, you can't move at all. It's scary. That is also- but you're saying no, because those greedy other convention con goers yeah. are buying all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. How about you, Damien? Origins is fun. Ben Canales. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm great. So this is a big con for you because Red Scare was your big initial launch. Bitten is like that hidden gem that a lot of people didn't know about that wasn't really marketed hugely because you had the name of Pandasaurus behind Red Scare. But this con, for Floodgate Games, you have three laws of robotics. Plot spoiler, I'm not sure if I told the Knaves, Knights, and listeners alike about this. It's a really good game. It's so it's so damn fun. 
I'll have you on the show and we'll talk all about that. But also, what else was in the mix for this show? I was demoing Vampire the Masquerade Blood Feud, which will be coming to Kickstarter in August from Everything Epic Games. And that's the mega game in a box. So we had over 20 players last night running around and drinking blood from each other and murdering each other. It was, it was a lot of fun. So we'll talk about this so much more when you come on the show, hopefully really soon. How did you feel after these 20-plus players played? I always feel great after any of the events, and my sign that people are enjoying themselves is when people stick around for like a half hour just talking to everybody else about things that happened and times that they almost died and all the things that they were doing, and you got to come together and find out exactly what went down when you have that many players. You can't put it all together yourself. That sounds like my kind of game because it's all about the story. So if people are talking about your game long after, that's incredible. All right, so outside of your own smell, what is good about the show? Have you walked the show at all? Have you seen anything that has tickled your fancy? I would just say Origins is my favorite convention of the season. It's the kickoff. I'm the freshest. And it's also the most laid back for whatever reason. I like Gen Con is really high pressure, crazy. I think it's just a bit too big. I just like that I can walk the hall at Origins, see people I know, and then talk to them because they're not like, I have to pitch or I have to sell or whatever. It's not as nice as the camp where we get to like hang out all weekend long, but like- Gaming retreat, the weekend before Memorial Day weekend every year. I think that's an official thing they announced, so. It was so much fun. But like, this is is definitely a close second to that experience of being able to see all these people I don't get to see very often and hang out. Anything else you want to say to the knaves, knights, and listeners alike before we sign off? Oh yeah, uh, the code is A83DeltaVictor for everyone who is playing the ARG. Keep that in mind. You son of a bitch. It's Origins 2019. I'm with Buttface McGee, Lindsay Road. Oh, uh, yeah. It's Sunday. I have no voice. It's been a great show, and I want to curl up in a small bowl. A small bowl? Ball? I don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to sleep so bad. You're selling Countdown Action Edition for the first time at a con, yeah? Yep. Yeah, this is the first time we've ever had it at a show, and it is the biggest rush ever. It's my very first game at a con that I can sell. It's pretty much the greatest day of my life. I still want to crawl up into a small bowl, though. (laughs) Have many people had you sign their copies of the game after they buy it? I had three people ask me to do it, and one of them was a five-year-old girl who wants to be a game designer like me, and that was the greatest thing ever. Adorable. It was adorable. How's the show been? You said amazing? It's been absolutely amazing. It's my favorite Origins ever. What's the highlight of the show besides Countdown Action Edition so far? It's probably Killer Queen. It's Killer Queen. It's Killer Queen, which is weird because that's a video game that has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. But, yeah, the best game I played this weekend was a video game. Sorry, board game world. Such a train wreck. beautiful. Okay. So then we probably spent over an hour, almost two hours playing Killer Queen. But then the next day, what was special about the next day, Elijah? It was my birthday. And I said, Elijah, we can do whatever you want. It's on me. And what did you say? Killer Queen. And so we just went to Killer Queen and dumped so much damn money into that arcade machine. And what's your primary role, Elijah? What character would you? Were you a queen or a worker bee? I was queen all the time. And what character were you most of the time? I was the queen as well. We were dueling queens. And it was one of the best nights of my entire life, truth be told. (laughs) Did you enjoy your birthday, Elijah? I did. It was great beating Lindsay at the queen queen game. It was great. How many times? What was like the ratio? Get out of here! No, that's not. It took me a sec. I had never played it before. It took me like at least a couple of games to get like the mechanics down, and then after that, it was fairly even, sir. 
you did amazing as a queen, and you did amazing as a queen. You're both really good. Well, we should probably shut up and talk about Assassin, because that's all our listeners really want to know about. I had never tried so hard as I did this con. Yeah, let's go from the beginning, because from my point of view, you were supposed to volunteer for us, and then you said, oh, I can't make it. I'm too busy working on my game, so I won't be able to make the origins. Like, crap, so we had to get a different squire besides you. Take it from here. Then my company wasn't going to be here, and then I found out my company was going to be here, and I was like, hey, can you work it? And I was like, oh, this is perfect, because I already told him that I'm not going, and I'm a terrible liar, but I was telling the truth, so he believed me. I just won't tell him. So I like texted everyone. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be there, but don't tell Alan. I'm like trying to pay off your squires to like not tell you that I'm coming and stuff if they see me and everything. What was the big mistake you made? Apparently one of the nights, I don't know when this happened, but I got too drunk and I just texted Alan that I was excited to see him at Origins. Don't remember that at all. Totally undermined my entire strategy. But the best part is I did that really early on. And then for like the next two weeks, I told you I wasn't coming and like tried to do all this deceitful stuff. You sent that. I'm coming to Origins, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, (laughs) misspellings abroad, all caps. So it was totally a drunk dial. (laughs) I responded, when are you coming? Silence, silence, silence. So I knew you'd be here. I have absolutely no memory of that text whatsoever. And then for the next two weeks, yeah, I just like an idiot kept telling you I wasn't going to be there. I was like trying to be like, oh, no, I got a room for myself, but I canceled it totally off. So, yeah, that was my big attempt to win assassination so far. We had a cats game, you and me, because we just accidentally bump into each other in the lobby of the hotel we share. Yeah, there was like that split second where we recognize each other and then we both realized that the game was off. So the story on my end is this. I was at the booth. I thought Isaac was coming in on Saturday, but it was Friday. And of course, I just get picked up out of nowhere. But the salt in the wound is booth full of squires. Elijah, Andrew, they're both there. Isaac comes in, pushes those two guys out of the way to get to me. And so they just have this dumbfounded look. <laughs> Why don't you have my back, Elijah? <laughs> so yeah, he got me. But they said, I'm going to go get Lindsay Road. Yeah, so uh, Alan rushed over to my booth to let me know that I was about to be assassinated. And I was in the middle of a demo, so I was like, okay, I'm sure I can handle a demo and also avoid this assassination. Couldn't do that. I was in the middle of the demo, and I see Alan from across the little row start running towards me. And I was like, what's happening? But I want you to appreciate what I had to do. I had to act cool and be like, have fun, Isaac. And so Isaac started going right to your booth. So I had to sprint through the crowded hallways between everybody around to go the long way to get to you before Isaac did. So he was walking, and then I ran. And he rushes in front of Isaac. And then I turned, and Isaac just starts freaking out. And it's like seeing a man take a bullet for you in slow motion. It was incredible. Yeah, I believe Isaac's exact words were, son of a bitch. (laughs) This guy's dim. And I'm here with the knave. What's your name, sir? Matt Burtis. Matt Burtis. Matt, you've been walking the show. How many origins have you been to? One. 
this one, this is your first Origins. This is my first Origins. What is the difference? Why did you decide this year of all years, I'm going to Origins? I have a friend who started a review site that I'm going to plug right now, Hungry Gamer, and he's reviewing games. We wanted to get him out here and get experience with all the designers and meet all the people, and I wanted to test all the games and play all the games. So this is in Columbus, Ohio. Where is your reviewer friend from? San Francisco, Bay Area. Whoa, and where do you live? Also in the Bay Area. You flew all the way across the damn country just to come here. That's correct. What have you seen at your first Origins that's been fantastic? The vast mystery manor, Cole Worley. I suppose this guy named Alan Gerdings. Oh, shut your mouth. Has been fantastic. I met Lindsay Rhodes, so now I put a face behind the voice. And just a ton of different games and things to test out. What was that first game you mentioned? Mystery? Vast Mystery Manor. Oh, so it's Vast, the game. And is this an expansion or a standalone? This is a new game that uh, was kickstarted, I think, last year. It comes out this year in the fall. And you got to play it? Yeah, I got to test it out. Is it worth its name? It is. It's fantastic. Good. I love that art so much. Vast is a gorgeous game. So they have the same artist. Would you recommend coming all the way across the country to go to Origins? Absolutely. The networking experience, the people you get to meet, it's a one of a kind. It's not like other cons that are all business, and it's not like smaller cons that don't have the designers. You get to meet who you want to meet. Everybody's super friendly. It's great. Biggest celebrity you met, you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And no, I'm not fishing for you to say, Alan Girding again. Don't worry. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Cole Worley. I love his games. Name some of the games that he's done. He did John Company. He did Pax Premier First and Second Edition. He did Vast and worked on Root as well. Think we should get him on the podcast? Absolutely. He should talk about Root all day long. Okay. I'll see if I can do that for you. You think you'll come again? I absolutely will. Awesome. Thanks so much. It's Origins Game Fair 2019, and I'm with the Knave. What's your name, sir? My name is Jeremy. Now, Jeremy and I just had a conversation. When did you start listening to the podcast? Since about the third episode. What? We call that OG. You know what OG stands for? Original Gangster. How did you find out about the podcast, then? Through It's Super Effective. Super Effective with our previous host, SBJ. God rest his soul. I'm so sorry that he passed away. <laughs> okay, obviously. You didn't. Have you ever met SBJ? I have not. Or his now lovely wife, Irene? I have not. You going to Gen Con by any chance? I might. SBJ usually goes to every Gen Con. Maybe you can get a chance to see SBJ there. This is your second day. Have you seen anything spectacular that you thought, oh man, this looks killer awesome? Not really. I mostly did Battle Royales for Hero Clicks yesterday, and I've been looking around a little bit today. There's lots of cool stuff to see here. So Heroclix, you're kind of blowing my mind. I didn't even realize Heroclix was still around because that's been around for over a decade. Is it like Marvel-based? Is it the Horror Clicks? What, what is it? I was doing Marvel Battle Royales. They just do Marvel, DC, and Ninja Turtles now with a little bit of Star Trek. Is this a competition where there's a big winner or are you just playing for fun on the side? So you buy a pack and you take a piece and you pass it. Until there's no pieces left in the pack, you play with what you're given, you have an hour, whoever has the most points wins, and then you snake draft the pieces. So these are miniatures of actual Marvel superheroes, and you drafted a team, and then you go ahead and battle it out? What was your team? Um, I had a team that had, like, a Wakandan scientist and 
a shield diplomat. <laughs> Sounds awful, Jeremy. There are all these random side characters. I'm thinking like, did you get Captain America? Did you get Thor? No, I got the guy that does the accounting for Shield's back taxes. Pretty much. <laughs> oh man, that's awful. Uh, how'd you end up? Took last place in one and third place in another, so that's not too bad for my first battle royales. So out of how many players? Four players? Yeah, it's four players. Oh, so when you said third place, I was just totally messing with you. But when you said you got third place, do you mean you got second to last place? I did. (laughs) I was totally messing with you. That's an amazing story, Jeremy. Thanks for your time, Jeremy. That was awesome. I'm with a recurring knave. Hopefully we'll be a night soon. We have Nave Gregory. How you doing, Gregory? I'm good, Alan. How are you? Fantastic. We hung out yesterday. It was amazing. What did we do yesterday? We went to Melt and played uh, Killer Queen, which epic video game, and we got slaughtered a lot, but we killed fair amount as well. You know, we were originally getting slaughtered, but then we started coming back. We did a lot of economy, and you and me just tag-teamed, putting the balls in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly what happened. Gregory, I can't help but notice, you've got probably the most ribbons hanging off your badge. So for those listening right now, if you were to look at Gregory's badge, there is Gamer, I Love BGG, Tinker, Scoundrel. There's so many ribbons. What's the story behind that? Last year was my first Origins, and everyone's like, here, have a ribbon. And someone else is like, we need to have a contest between the two of us to get the most. And so I made it my mission. And I beat her last year. Now my goal this year was to try to get to the floor. Not going to happen, but I definitely beat her again already. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that, and I will aim to do that every year from now on. So what's great about Origins, this Origins 2019, that you would recommend? Oh... The, the sense of family is the big thing because... What do you mean by that? Go on. I was in a relationship, and uh, gaming caused a lot of problems for it. And That's going to be your Nave Tonight submission? No pressure. Yeah, no, that is my Nave Tonight submission. But getting out of that relationship and meeting the people, the content creators, such as Alan, Secret Cabal, Blue Pay, Pink Peg, I realized where I belong. They're the family that is meant for me, and to get a chance to see them once a year... It rejuvenates my soul, it brings me life, and the games are great, but the people are what this con is about. Yeah, the dark secret of Alan Girding is, I don't really care too much about the games, I only care about the stories and connections you make while playing the games. The games are there to lubricate the relationship that you can foster through games. So, you listen to a lot of podcasts then. Yes, I do. What is it that you do that enables you to listen to so many podcasts? I'm a mail carrier for the United States Postal Service, and I just throw my phone in my breast pocket and hit play and just start walking and delivering the mail, because otherwise I'm going to go postal. (laughs) Man, maybe when you become a knight, we'll call you Sir Postal. Is that the knight name you want? My handle on BGG is the postal player, and everyone's like, oh, it's because you're crazy. It's like, no, I'm a mailman. I'm fine with the Sir Postal. Well, if you never even send in a Nave Tonight submission, but even if you don't, I love Origin so much because we get to hang out, and it's people like you that make this show so awesome and rejuvenating for me. So thank you for coming to Origins and being such a good friend. Well, and thank you for having me, and thank you for inviting me out to hang with the Tuesday Night Games. This is the cool thing about Gregory, too. He's hanging out with us last night, and consistently, once every hour, he'd be like, you sure you still want me hanging out with you? Just checking in with like, yes, Gregory, you're in this to win this. This is great. Thank you so much again. Anything else you want to tell the knaves, knights, and listeners alike before we sign off? Well, just keep playing games and make those stories and 
get your ass to or butt to Origins and come see the Tuesday Night Games booth. You can swear on our podcast. Okay. Well, I'm trying not to for when I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the knight, Sir David. How's it going? It's going excellent, Alan. Thanks for asking. <laughs> no problem. So you've been walking the show. You're also a game designer. Have you been trying to get any of your games published at this show? Yeah, I have. Uh, right now, the game I'm pitching is Tetra Battle. The quick elevator pitch is it's a multiplayer. Wait, hold on. You have to say, ding me, SPJ. Ding me, SPJ. And then you're a high school girl. Go for it. It's like, okay, like, you know, um, it's like Tetris. But you're all like, you know, like, um, like playing on the same board. And the way you make pieces is you choose a card, and then you like, you like use these beads to put the pieces on the board. And then like when you fill up lines, like, you know, like when the line fills up, you like score that line. But then you remove the beads, so like the board's always changing. And like you're trying to get to 20 points for other people. And like, you know, it's really cool. Ding! That was really good. That's really sexist. That's what you think of little girls, high school girls. No, I'm just playing. That's fine. So what is it like being an independent game designer trying to make meetings and pitch your game to publishers? I think it's kind of nerve-wracking, especially kind of like the first time you do it, you don't really know. Like people are like, oh, do you have a sell sheet? You're like, uh, what is that? But it's really good, especially with the internet now. There's plenty of Facebook groups and websites where like, here's what you need, stupid, so you don't look like a complete fool. So what are the big three points of advice that you would give for indie designers trying to make contacts? Sure. Number one is that sell sheet. Number one, have a sell sheet. Everybody wants a sell sheet. So what's a sell sheet? What a sell sheet is, what are the key selling points to the publisher? It's not the rules of your game. It's why is this a game I would want to sell and who's the target audience? And also make sure you have the components on there. So publisher needs to go, okay, these components, these mechanics, price point. Got it. Makes sense. Two more points of advice then, Sir David. Reach out to people before the con and also do research to what companies you're pitching to. Don't pitch a heavy miniatures game to Haba because you're going to be wasting everybody's time. So do your research beforehand. Look at the other games in the line, especially if they have something similar they're probably not going to want to pitch another game. Right. They call that cannibalism in the biz because if your game's similar to one of their other games, then they're going to compete against each other and they want to compete against the other companies, not themselves. Yes. I will put one more piece of advice that may sound overly judgmental, but it's totally true from the publisher standpoint, and that is don't be a weirdo. A lot easier said than done for a lot of people because they're going to be working with you. Right. And they don't want you to be constantly harassing them they want to be able to have fun in a conversation yeah the biggest thing is also be very patient with publishers publishers are very busy if you send out an email and don't hear anything for a month just send another email hey i was just wondering checking up because they get busy all the time a lot of time you think oh this person's blowing me off and then i got so many emails before the con hey let's set up a meeting because they have a million things going on Sir David, do you have any games out that are published right now in the wild that has your name on cardboard? I do not currently, so... So here's the exciting thing. You heard it here first on the Tuesday Night Podcast when you hear Sir David Waldman, right? Yes. Yes, so David Waldman, you got to listen to him on this podcast before he was published. Oh, Sir David, thank you so much. We're all rooting for you. All right, thank you. I'm here on the show floor. It's the last day, and I'm with the person with whom I spent most of my evening last night. Nikki Schultz, how's it going? It's going great. Getting ready to go home. How many Origins have you been to in the past? 
This is my very first one. What? Yeah. Now, here's what's crazy. Everyone listening to this probably knows Nikki Schultz, Board With Life. Oh, yes. You have the Board With Life podcast. Board With Life Adventures, right? Yes, yes, where we play D&D and other RPGs. Right. We've played Mothership. That's your most popular episode, I bet. By triple the amount of people listen to that than they normally do. You're totally just... You're messing with me. That's not actually true. Okay, cool. I don't uh, know the numbers. We just saw last night the Boardwood Life plays of Two Rooms and a Boom uh-huh. still has more views than Shut, Shut Up and Sit, sit Down's well, playthrough. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're better. Even though we haven't done anything in years, we're better. <laughs> I still think my favorite episode of the Boardwood Life season two was the Dead of Winter episode. Oh, it is, yeah. It's such a good episode because it was- ends in the best way. Do you remember how it ends? With me. Yeah, with you and Rich Summer yeah. just laughing hysterically. Yeah. At what television show? Isn't it Dog oh, Swap? It's Dog Swap, yes. <laughs> it's Dog Swap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Although sure. you're the one that supposedly swears the most that makes it so listeners yeah. like Gregory get in trouble with neighborhood kids because he blasts it instead of putting it through his earbuds. It is a problem. Yes, I need to work on it. My three-year-old daughter has started saying stuff. But we've told her she can't. Those are adult words. She gets to say stupid old cat. And we can't say that. Ah, so she gets to say the little kid words like poopy face, but not not like shithead. Yes, but she tries to. I go, ah, ah, that's an adult word. Ah, you haven't earned that (laughs) yet. You don't have the experience. (laughs) What brings you to Origins the first time then? Uh, I am now working with Plaid Hat Games. What? Yes, I'm their marketing and social media manager. You're their Elijah Longwell. At Tuesday Night Games, we have Elijah Longwell, but you are for Plaid Hat. But, But better. I would... Probably, definitely your paycheck's better, that's for sure. Don't tell Elijah. All right. I'm going to tell him immediately. Now, you are actually a gamer. The truth be told, you play way more games and way heavier games than I do. Yes. So what have you seen at this show that stands out? What are the games you've been playing that are worth mentioning? Oh, my gosh. I have had, like, not a lot of time to play games because I've been showing off our games from our games. I know you played... I did play that. I really liked that. I played that with uh, Hunter. This Hunter. Hunter Shelbourne. No, he's he's totally been a noble. He's been a guest. We played that, and I liked it a lot more than he did. That was a fun game that you can talk with your friends. Like you don't really have to pay that much attention once you know what's going on. And that was fun, and it's beautiful. You've seen the leaves and the trees. It's making forest beautiful. I've seen leaves and trees before. Yes, but I've never seen Bosch. You've never seen that game? No. That's weird to me. You should look at it. Okay. <laughs> it's fun. And we've played Sliding Quest, Slide Quest. Slide Quest? Slide, slide Quest, yeah. Oh, that's one. It's basically Labyrinth, but it's co-op Labyrinth where yes. you're all moving the board. Yeah. So it's like a dexterity team-based exactly, one. Exactly, yeah. And I usually i am not a big dexterity game fan, but uh, this was really fun. A lot of yelling at people because you have to keep your little knight meeple on the board as he goes around a path. You have to knock certain monsters into holes on the board, but you have to, like knock the number one monster into the number one hole and if he goes in a different hole you'll lose a life a lot of monsters and holes going on yeah my favorite things very cooperative anything you want to tell the knaves knights and listeners alike before we sign off and get out of here yeah well let me do my job okay quirky circuits coming up at gen con we got abomination coming up at gen con oh yeah quirky circuits is by nikki valen you should just shut up and come on the show and do your entire job for an really fun you should check it out (laughs) Okay, I'll do it. I'll come on the podcast and I'll tell you guys all about them because they're fun. And one of them is like 
a Which Euro one are you most excited about? Be honest. Personally, I'm a Euro gamer uh, most of the time, and so I love Abomination. I love the theme, and I also, you know, I'm into role-playing games, RPGs are my jam. But Abomination, each scientist has, like, a backstory, a personality, and I, I like to role-play as them and not... You get into that. Yes, I do. Probably more so than a lot of people, because when I was demoing it, I was like, okay, so this is like, you hire a dog catcher, and then you can, like, let the dog go, and, like, your humanity goes up, and they're like, yeah, 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 just tell me the mechanics. Like, Just to validate <laughs> what you're saying, last night we were playtesting a secret game for Plaid Hat together, so we hung out a lot last night. And then I remember your feedback was, well, what I really like about Abomination is blah, blah, blah. You should do more of what Abomination is doing. Is that a fair assessment? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Thank you so much, Nikki. And I can't wait to have you on the show so we can talk all about Plat Hat Games in detail. Sound great? Thanks for talking to me. No problem. And that's just about it for this Origins episode of 2019. Again, I had so much fun. Just a few more shout-outs, though, before we get out of here. One thing I want to say is thegamecrafter.com had a booth at the Origins Game Fair. It was super sweet because it was set up like a candy store. Imagine walking into a candy store filled with all these jars. You can just reach in and pull out some candy. You want some jawbreakers or some gumballs or some gummy bears? But instead of candy, it was all game components. So if you were designing your own game, you would have this kid in the candy store experience of grabbing all these things that you can put into your game. Or... Maybe you just have a broken ass down game and you want to replace the components by upgrading them using the GameCrafter.com's components. So if you do go to one of these conventions, I know they're going to be at Gen Con. Well, I don't know that, but they always are. So I assume JT Smith and the GameCrafter.com will be at Gen Con, probably with the same candy store setup. Or you can just get all those goods on the GameCrafter.com. I also want to shout out this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. This episode really had the man on the street type feel where I just wanted to get some people to chime in and share their experience about origins. That way you kind of felt like you were there so you're not suffering too much from FOMO. Or maybe you're suffering enough from fear of missing out syndrome that you'll actually go next year and say, hey, I'm a knave. Because we always give presents to people that come by and say, we're a knave. But if you are a knave, or a knight, or anyone in between, go ahead, send us all your comments, questions, concerns, whatever you want to, podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. We'll do our best to answer those ding-dang emails in a future episode. We also would love it if you would share the shit out of this episode, tell your friends, family, use it on the social medias with your Twitters and your Snapper chats, or whatever. You can always find us on all those social media outlets too, at PlayTKG. If you're there, give us a review, pound the subscribe button, do whatever you can do to make us as popular as possible because it's knaves like you that transforms listeners like you used to be into knaves. With that being said, I'm Alan Girding. This has been the Tuesday Night Podcast, and this episode is... Finish.